Hawks take care of business on the second half of a back-to-back, beating the Rockets 122-113. to Welcome to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. I am your host, Tim Ogles, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey Kabrinsky, where we talk everything Hawks. Let's go! All right, Mikey, uh, another good win for the Hawks. Um, the Hawks were shorthanded in this game and, you know, still found a way to win. Um, I think that, you know, this is a good overall team win for the Hawks. Uh, defensively, I-, I felt like the Hawks could have played a whole lot better in this game um, and probably blown out the Rockets. But, you know, that's not the case and, and that's not what happened. So, you know, a, a win is a win. And I, I definitely think that's the way Quinn Snyder's looking at it. Yeah, it felt like the Hawks pretty much had control of this game after the first quarter. Uh, they got off to a pretty slow start offensively. But after that, it seemed like they just never really lost control of the game. Uh, it, it felt like they were they never came away and said, okay, we have this game, it's over. But it just felt like they had a steady lead you know, around that double-digit mark uh, throughout a lot of the second half as well um, for, for a solid victory. Uh, there, there were a couple of stats in this game that really stick out to me. Houston won the second chance points 18 to 10 and out-rebounded Hawks 58 to 41. Uh, they they had a, a 100 attempts from the field compared to the Hawks 88, but the Hawks shot 37 free throw attempts, made 28. And the Rockets just shot 19 and made 12. So that the free throw discrepancy is huge there, and really made up for uh, a lot of the you know the the 12 shooting possessions that the Hawks missed out on, uh, as far as the shots from the field. Yeah, and before we go into this one, um, Clint Capella is still down due to injury. DeAndre Hunter missed this game um, with his um, knee. You know, uh, they're, they're, they're claiming it as injury management. Um, Patty Mills missed this game with an illness. Trent Forrest missed this game. Um, as we brought up uh, in the last podcast, um, Trent Forrest played his last game on his two-way. So the Hawks did call up Kobe Bufkin earlier today. Um, Wesley Matthews was out. Vic Creechy, Bruno Fernando. Uh, due to illness, Muhammad Gay still injured, and Seth Lundy um, is down with College Park as of right now. That's a lot of guys injured. <laughs> that is a lot of guys. Uh, for Houston, they were down Fred Van Fleet, um, Sangoon, Tari Eason, Stephen Adams, and, and Cam Whitmore. Um, this was an injury-depleted game for a bunch of, you know, for both sides. Um, but the Hawks found a way to get it done. Yep. Going going into the first, um, the Hawks start out with some beautiful ball movement that leads uh, to a lob from Trey to OO. Um, but Houston comes down. Jalen Green gets a three. 
and DeJounte Murray is now uh he he is available with his back spasms. He he does play this game and, and welcomes himself back with a four point play. Yeah, you you love to see that making a statement uh after missing I believe the previous two games uh with that back issue. And the Hawks Hawks were getting really good looks at the at the beginning of this game. Uh DeJounte Murray had one of his uh patented um, you know, have havoc creations out in the passing lane steal early in this game, and that led uh, to a monster slam dunk that we, we're saying more often than not uh, most nights when the Hawks play for Jalen Johnson. Uh, at that point, it was eight to three Hawks. Yeah, and then Dylan Brooks gets a layup. Um, Amon Thompson in this game, man, um, that kid's going to be somebody eventually. Yeah, I, I was at the game tonight. And I sit, I sit relatively close to the court, uh, in the, probably in the middle of the 100 sections. And seeing the way Amon Thompson can get up off the floor on a drive with seemingly no effort at all, it was one of was one of the most beautiful things to watch just from, as a basketball fan uh, on, on the court. It was it was sensational just to see how he and and the the Rockets also uh, played Nate Williams in this game. And he had this. He had similar hops that Amon Thompson had. So, so it was really cool to see those guys. The athleticism that's on display from for some of the younger guys for the Rockets. Yeah, and, and he had a slam. Jalen Johnson with another huge slam on Jalen Green, making it ten seven Hawks. Bay gets a dunk. Um, but a, a, as you're listening to this. We haven't talked about a Hawks three yet. And the Hawks attack the paint from the tip of this game. Yeah. The, the, the first three was tr- when, uh, tr- when Trey Young hit one, but then the Rockets kind of uh, came right back. Jalen Green hit, hit a three. Uh, Amon uh, Thompson got a layup, and Jabari Smith, uh, a Lynn native, tied it with a midi. Um, to to go up to uh, to to make it twelve apiece, and then and then there was a little bit of applause in the arena when Kobe Bufkin stood up and went to the table for his first NBA main rotation minutes. And when he came into the game, there was a bit of a, uh, applause for him. I'm sure I'm sure he was definitely excited to to get in some to get some meaningful minutes uh, for his first and in his first NBA you know stint in the main rotation. Yeah, and me and you talked about it in the trade deadline uh, pod that we had. You know, it it's important now to make sure Kobe gets reps. Um, definitely with Trent Forrest playing his last two-way game. I think that, you know, Quinn Snyder in his press conference said that Kobe looked really good, and he said those – Sky, uh, the College Park Skyhawk minutes were crucial to his development, but he is ready. Yeah, that that was really encouraging from Quinn in the post game. Uh, moving on here, the Rockets, after kind of a slow start offensively, in the middle of the first quarter, they just take off, and Aaron Holiday, former Hawk, really came back to to bite his old squad. Uh, he hits a three, putting the Rockets up seventeen fifteen, and. At this point, the Hawks were going with Jalen Johnson at center with Clint Capella out and uh, 
Bruno Fernando out. Muhammad Gay uh, obviously has been out for a while. But Onyeka Kong was in foul trouble early in this game as well. So Jalen Johnson needed to play a good amount of minutes uh, tonight at center. And both both teams kind of really had to mix mix and match with their rotations for how many guys they were missing. Yeah, and you could tell when Jalen was playing the five, the Rockets were doing a hell of a job of getting downhill um, and getting to the rim. But also on the other end, Jalen Johnson was rim running himself. Um, no, <laughs> it felt like everybody on the Rockets made a business decision. Once you've seen Jalen Johnson getting downhill, we're just going to step away from the rim and let him get his dunk. Um, and he had he had another nasty one, making it twenty two seventeen. Yeah, and then it was more Aaron Holiday. He really fueled the early Rockets run in the first quarter. He put them up twenty seven to nineteen. And Jalen Green brings the lead to double digits with a three. And at that point, it's 31-19. The Rockets ended the quarter on a 19-4 run. And crazy stat here, the Hawks only scored four points in the final six minutes and 12 seconds of the first frame. I That is just something you never see uh, as far as uh, an offensive stretch when this team has Trey, has DeJounte, has Bogey on the court, and Jalen played a ton of minutes tonight as well. You never expect such a long uh, offensive um, downturn and, and just bad streak from these guys. Yeah, and they were down 12 because of it. They shot 8 of 28 from the field and 2 of 12 from deep. Um, that's, I mean, I don't, I don't know what, <laughs> yeah, there's no good way to flip that except for, you know, the laws of averages, uh, hopefully help you out later on in this game. I mean, that's the only way you can really, you know, describe that and, and hope that's the way that the game goes. Um, going into the second quarter though, the Hawks go on a 7-0 run. And it was fueled by OO, a Trey step back, and a Garrison Matthews three. Yeah, I thought I thought the defensive intensity for the Rockets in the first quarter definitely uh, was way more than they had throughout the entire rest of the game. Um, I, that that was kind of strange to me because the Rockets have, as I mentioned before, a lot of athletic guys, and they were able to stay in front of the Hawks. I thought really well at the end of the first quarter um, before the Hawks were dominating in the paint early in the first, but yeah, they, they had trouble stopping the Hawks offense for the rest of the game. Uh, the Rockets, Reggie Bullock uh, ended ended the run with a three, and then Akangwu dunks on Aaron Holiday uh, to get an and one to put the Hawks back up 34 to 29. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> the Hawks uh, were three of 15 from three. And on non-dunks, they were 5 of 27 at this portion of the game. It was crazy. They were only able to score at the rim. And I think what was really encouraging in this game was, was just the finishing at the rim from a lot of different guys. Um, DeJounte Murray and Jalen Johnson, especially Jalen, has had a little bit of trouble finishing at the rim the past few games, but it was really encouraging to see him going at it with force, not trying to finesse his way and maybe trying to get around the contract, but playing through it. Well, you, and also you, you're going to be able to tell that 
Jalen was going to try to get to the rim a lot in this game, when his first possession leads into a charge from him trying to bully somebody get to the rim. And I was like, all right, well, he's going to be on a mission in this game, you know, to really get to the rim. Um, DJ gets to the line, cuts it to 31, uh, 31-36. Um, then Amin dunks on DJ. Then DJ gets to the rim for a layup. Bogey misses a wide open three. And, and that's something you could say throughout this whole first half was the Hawks were getting the looks. They just were, the ball would not fall for him. Yeah. And especially Bogey. I, I thought Bogey, at one point, it, it felt like he was forcing it a little bit to end. Uh, I thought the first half, uh, I, he finally got one, got one to go down near, near the end. But it, that was just something that I thought. He, he could have probably been pressing just a little bit too much to try to see that first one go down. Yeah, and then, you know, Jalen gets to the mid-range, gets a bucket, but for some strange um, reason, the Rockets coach, Ime Adoku, gets a tech, and it, it, made, it made no earthly sense. Uh, it, it caused it, the game to be tied at 38. Um, it was just wild. Uh, at the, the previous possession, they caught a travel on Amin Thompson. And I think they wanted a travel on the other end on Jalen, but it didn't look like a travel call at all. So I, I didn't really understand Udoka uh, getting that tech either. But and move, moving on, we saw more Jalen Johnson driving to the rim off the baseline. Uh, Dylan Brooks hit a midi, one of his very few shots that he hit from the field uh, tonight. He went uh, 5 of 19 from the field. And uh, you know, you know, D- Dylan Brooks is always going to be always going to be that pest on defense, but offensively, he was he was definitely not 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 the greatest. But he get he got to the rim and draw, drew a foul, making it forty two to forty. And then Jalen found Bogey for a three, finally got one to go down, making it forty six to forty two. Yeah, and I want to go back just a second because this is a big crucial part of the uh, of you know how the second quarter end. Um, OO gets called for a moving screen for his third foul. And me and you preach about Quinn Snyder not fouling his guys out and letting them play. But with the Hawks being so depleted at the center position, he had to end up pulling Nyeka Okongwu and playing Jalen Moore at the five. And, you know, I felt like, you know, for the Hawks offensively, I think it turned things around a little bit. Yeah, uh, to end to end the second half, Sadiq Bay in this game, I thought he really just inserted himself into the offense. Anytime there was a mismatch in the post, uh, he took advantage of it. I thought he was really good offensively um, throughout the night, and his three ball his three balls coming back as well. So that's that's really encouraging to see because when you have Sadiq rim running and draw and drawing fouls like he is now, and his three point shot is going to come back. The, that's only going to lead to good things for the Hawks. Uh, Jalen Jalen did, did a good job at the five with a couple of nice blocks. He he did he did I think struggle just kind of uh, with with some help side stuff, but I, I thought he had a couple. Uh, I thought he had a couple of nice blocks there. And then Trey t- takes a shot as the shot clock expires on on good ball movement to end the second half. It was kind of weird. Like I don't remember who it was, but. 
he was in the right corner with like one second left on the shot clock. I think De- I think it was Dejounte. He just kind of threw it over to Trey, and there's 0.5 seconds left on the shot clock. He heaves it up, but Jalen comes in and gets a monster putback to end the half, giving the Hawks a 57 to 49 lead at halftime. Yeah, and going into the halftime stats for a second, Jalen had 15 points, two rebounds, and two blocks. Dejounte Murray had 13 points and five assists. But Trey Young only had five points, seven assists. The Hawks were shooting 26% from three. The Rockets had seven offensive rebounds at this point. And, um, you know, for the Hawks, they were losing the rebound battle at this point, 23 to 16. But the Hawks were also leading the assist category 15 to nine. So, um, it made sense why the Hawks were catching up, but um, second chance points and, and offensive rebounds were definitely a problem in that first half. Yeah, I felt like the Hawks probably could have blown out uh, the Rockets if they would have rebounded the ball a little bit better. But going into the third here, uh, Trey Young hits a three, and then Jalen Johnson with another dunk to start it off uh, a 13 point lead for the Hawks. DeJounte gets fouled on a three. And then Trey gets a steal leading to an Onyeka Kongo getting to the line. And for some reason tonight, uh, Onyeka really struggled at the line. After shooting well for th- throughout like two and a half weeks, it, it, I don't think he missed a free throw in the last two weeks. And then he tonight just <laughs> couldn't shoot free throws. He went three for seven from the line. Very uncharacteristic of him. Yeah. And, you know, Trey gets a dime. Um but something interesting in this is Jeff Green. Um, you know, Jeff Green is one of the older players in the league. Um, he hits two corner threes and then gets an and one, making it 71 to 64. But that is countered by DeJounte Murray three and a Kobe Bufkin three. And you, you have another DJ three, making it 80 to 68. Jalen Green in this game for the Rockets really was the guy who was making it happen in every category. I mean, he had a triple-double tonight, uh, rebounds, assists, points, and it seemed like nobody could guard Jalen Green. Nobody could keep him in front. He's one of the fastest guys in the league. He's crazy athletic. But I thought, you know, Bogey, DeJounte, Trey, whoever was on Jalen Green at the time, all of them really struggled, and he got in for uh, for an and one. uh, And then – he just kept going to the rim. Uh, he eventually they the Rockets cut the lead for the Hawks to eighty to seventy two. Yeah, and um, Dejounte Murray in the third and fourth, man, his attacking the rim, I felt like kept the Rockets at bay for the rest of this game. Um, Kobe has back to back steals, uh, leading to a Bay three and a Jalen Johnson slam. But what stinks is in the box score, you won't see Kobe Bufkin with two steals, unfortunately, because one of his steals, you know, he he broke up a, a dribble, the ball lands in, in uh, Bogey's hands, and then he breaks up another dribble, and Sadiq Bay ends up with it and gets the steal. So uh, very unfortunate for Kobe, but, you know, his defense in this game was uh, phenomenal. I felt like he he was the only guy that could keep Jalen Green in front of him. Yeah, uh, there's there's one possession. I mean, we'll we'll get to it, but it, it was obvious that 
Bufkin really just had the edge over all, all the other Hawks perimeter defenders in keeping Jalen Green in front. Uh, toward the end of the third quarter, the Hawks were just kind of got lazy on defense, but the offense was kind of just getting getting anything they wanted that it kind of carried them. Aaron Holiday kind of he he took the ball ninety four feet. Trey was kind of playing uh, some uh, iffy defense on him there, and then he dunks on Jalen Johnson. <laughs> And it's 95 to 84 Hawks at the end of the third quarter. But deflecting down 11 was kind of interesting there for sure. I mean, if you dunk on somebody, I'm all for it. But a but yeah, we, we got to calm down there a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the flexing down 11 to me is always hilarious. That's like the Kyle Kuzma, Jordan Poole, uh, throwing the uh, lob off the backboard when you're down 15. Like, no, just score the basket, get back down the floor. Flexing on somebody when you're down 11 is just not the way to do things. Um, going into the fourth, Trey Young gets a block on Jabari Parker. And <laughs> Jabari, you mean Jabari Smith? Oh, my goodness. I'm bringing back Hawks legend Jabari Parker. Um, no, Jabari Smith for a three. That is great. Um, then Nate Williams, uh, man, I thought he was actually really good in this, in this game. Um, I know he had limited minutes, but, um, you know, Ime decided to close with him with how good he was playing. He, he gets a put back jam, making it 95, 86. Yeah. He, it, he was another one of those guys, like I talked about in the beginning of the show, the athleticism was just off the charts and, and he just kept attacking bogey. Uh, and, and really, in the beginning of the fourth quarter, the Rockets made it a point, I felt like, to target Bogey, especially on drives. Uh, Amen Thompson and Nate Williams both both went to the line uh, a lot and then got to the rim. But <laughs> Nate Williams missed both free throws in the fourth quarter, which means everybody got free Chick-fil-A for, for Hawks. Hawks fans sending them home happy uh, at the end of the fourth, regardless of the result. And it was a win, so there you go. Yeah, and then uh, Amin Thompson does a good good job getting to the rim. Aaron Holiday hits a, a mid ranger, and the Rockets cut this lead down in to six, making it ninety eight ninety two. Um, I felt like the Hawks' offense was struggling with them trapping Trey. Um, normally, you like to see you know they've always talked about you know Jalen getting in to the right there at the free throw line. So if they trap Trey. That's his kind of release valve, and I think they're having a hard job getting Jalen there. Yeah, I think, and I think towards the end of this game, one of the guys that's going to be an unsung hero is, is Sadiq Bay. It seemed like every single time the Rockets made a push, he'd either hit a three or take advantage of a mismatch. Uh, when he would have a smaller guy on him and either get to the line or get in the paint, a shoot, shoot a, an efficient shot, and. Uh, Okongwu ended up getting to the line a little bit more as well, uh, but he kept missing. It was 105 to uh, to 95 Hawks, and um, we thought the Hawks pretty much had it in the bag there, but the Rockets would make one last push. Yeah. Um, DJ getting to the rim. Um, you know, Jalen Johnson uh, gets a nasty block on Dylan Brooks. Uh, DJ draws a foul getting to the line. Making it 109.97. Um, 
for for me, man, the way that this one ended, um, the the fun part about the the way that this one ended was um, Anyeko Kongwu got f- his fifth foul um, at this point in the fourth, early, well, kind of mid range into the fourth, um, off of uh, Jeff Green. Jeff Green was hitting him with some old man moves, and uh, Anyeko was just not ready, and he would bite on the pump fake. Um, but Jalen Green, um, and you know, it's going to sound like a broken record. Uh, his ability to get the rim in this game uh, really put pressure on the Hawks uh, to you know kind of close this one out. And I think Dejounte kind of went right back at him. Well, he went at Dylan Brooks. Uh, was kind of the the Jalen Green getting to the rim for the Hawks. He gets an and one on Dylan Brooks and kind of you know wags his wags his finger, puts the finger down at, at, for an and one uh, right in front of his face, and Dylan Brooks kind of turns around there. That that was that's always great to see from from Dejounte. But a key play in this game, possibly the most important, Jabari Smith drives at Akamu and O uh, oh gets called for the foul. That would be his sixth foul, and he's fouled out. But the refs overturned the call. The Hawks challenged, and it was successful for a clean for a clean block. And Akangu gets another block on Jabari Smith in that same possession off the backboard. And then after that, Sadiq Bey, like I mentioned before, seemed to close this game uh, more often than not. He hits a three to make it 118-109, and that was pretty much all she wrote. She, uh, Sadiq also hit a dat. Uh, he, he also pretty much put a nail in the coffin there, getting a putback on the final possession, offensive possession for the Hawks to seal to seal the the, the victory at 122-113. All right. And um, um, moving on to the box score, um, Garrison Matthews, nine minutes, one of one from the field, one of one from deep, two rebounds, one assist, three points, um, Garrison in limited minutes, he only played nine minutes. I thought he was okay. Um, he could have probably been a little bit better defensively, but I thought he was okay. For Kobe Buffkin in 16 minutes, one of four from the field, and all those were threes, three rebounds, three points. He also could have gotten credited with a couple steals there, like you mentioned him. But Kobe's defense was really a cypress sore eyes on in this game on Jalen Green. Uh, offensively, we don't expect we don't expect him to to do much as far as usage goes, especially with Bogey, Dejounte, and Trey out there. Uh, but defensively is where I think he made made his presence known tonight for sure. Yeah, and moving to Bogey, uh, thirty minutes, three of twelve from the field, one of six from deep, one of one from the free throw line, seven rebounds, two assists, two turnovers, eight points. I felt like Bogey really struggled in this game. Not even offensively, defensively as well. Um, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate. Bogies, um, as we talked about, as you talked about in the last pod, it seems like he might be going into another little shooting slump here. Yeah, and it was it was kind of rough seeing the Rockets really target Bogey a lot in that fourth quarter. As we move into the starters, you know, we'll start with Onyeka Kangu. Thirty-two minutes. 4 of 10 from the field, 0 of 1 from deep, 3 of 7 from the line, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 3 blocks, 11 points. Uh, for Akangwu, I did want to speak on one thing, and the Hawks ran their signature ATO 
three play for a Kongu. But the Rockets overplayed it. And that shows that teams are starting to really respect Akangu's three ball, which is a good sign. Uh, but overall in this game, Akangu, uh, I thought, kind of struggled for most of it. Uh, the three blocks are definitely encouraging. But on the rebound front, as well as just the efficiency, I, I feel like it was one of those games where um, Akangu just wasn't his best. But it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Yeah, and um, moving to Trey Young. 32 minutes, um, 6 of 16 from the field, 2 of 9 from deep, 4 of 6 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 18 points. I felt like Trey had an okay game. The only stat that kind of stuck out to me was Trey only having 8 assists, and he had 7 of them at halftime. So in the second half, he only had 1 assist. So um, Trey had an okay game. Um, it wasn't his, it, it's you know, it was just okay, definitely not his best night. Yeah, I, I felt I felt like Trey struggled for, for most of the game there. As we move on to Jalen Johnson, 40 minutes, eight of 11 from the field, one of two from downtown, four four from the line, six rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks, 21 points. Jalen Johnson filling up the stat sheet. You love to see it. I thought he was really good in this game. You love to see the efficient shooting and. Uh, kind of a bounce back from from a couple poor shooting games in a row there. Yeah, I thought Jalen was really good in this one. And another guy that was really good in this one was Sadiq Bey. Uh, 39 minutes, 8 of 15 from the field, 4 and 9 from deep, 4 of 4 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 24 points. Um, Sadiq Bey has starting to – well, Sadiq Bey is starting – to change his perception here in Atlanta. Um, it, it feels like he's a completely different player than the Sadiq Bay we saw last year. Um, his willingness to drive to the rim, to draw fouls, um, it, it's been a, a side of sore eyes, for sore eyes, definitely. And, you know, I, I'm liking it more and more as I see it. And to the player of the game we go, DeJounte Murray in his first game back, since the back issue, 40 minutes, 9 of 19 from the field, 4 of 9 from deep, 12 of 15 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 34 points, 12 of 15 from the line is something you'd love to see from DeJounte Murray. Um, not really known as, as a guy who likes to get to the rim. He's going to pull up for that mid-range, mid-range shot or, or that runner. But getting to the line 15 times, going to the rim as much as he did, in this game, I thought it was huge for the Hawks when Trey didn't really have his best stuff. Yeah, I, th- I thought DeJounte was great in this game. So, Monday night, the Atlanta Hawks take on the Chicago Bulls at State Farm Arena. Key number one, rebound. With the Bulls running Vooch and Drummond in the same lineup, and the Hawks already struggling to rebound without Clint Capella. It is going to be crucial that you are boxing out these guys. If they do not, Drummond will have another 20-rebound game, and the Hawks will probably lose this one. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that the Bulls are playing both Vucevic and Drummond together, but they have been doing that in, in certain lineups over the past few games. Drummond was a candidate to be traded at the deadline. It didn't happen, and 
they're getting the most out of both of them at the front court, and that's a huge, huge challenge for the Hawks. And similarly, on offense against those lineups, and for the second key, the Hawks are need going to need to push the pace. They don't. You want those big guys running up and down the floor, uh, but also just you don't want to, their defense to get set up and have to deal with all that length by the rim. The sooner the Hawks can get down the floor, the odds are that the Bulls won't have the chance uh, chance to set up their defense, and the guys down low won't be able to affect the shots at the rim as much if the Hawks can get that get down the floor quickly. Yeah, and. Moving to key number three, and that is to cut off Kobe White from the lane. Um, Kobe White has been doing, as of, as of lately, been doing a great job of getting to the lane, getting to the rim. Um, he's got a nice little floater shot that, that he uses all the time. And, you know, for the Hawks, I don't want to say this is another team that you kind of want to force to make threes, but I think that, you know, with the way the Hawks are – you know, inside inside they're struggling defensively um, with the absence of Capella and, you know, a few other guys. So, you know, maybe this is a game where you try to pack the paint again and, and force them to shoot threes as well. And I also think the rest of the Bulls roster outside of Kobe White, they don't really have that much paint penetration in general. Obviously, Zach Levine out for the season, but Alex Caruso, uh, not really the best ball handler, and DeMar DeRozan, doesn't go to the rim like he used to when he was younger. So if the Hawks can uh, protect the paint and keep Kobe White out of the lane, I think that'll be a good recipe for getting their third consecutive win on Monday night. And that'll do it for this episode of the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. Make sure to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast content like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can follow me on X at Pinwinter300 and follow Tim at TimHawks23. Be on the lookout to receive the latest Hawks coverage from us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.